0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Snapshot with Thanos May. I am joined here today by Jed Marshall, a fellow contributor for The Public Record. Thank you, Jed, for joining us. Happy to be here. Awesome. So we are going to keep it as brief as we can today, but we are going to touch on two kind of big uh, events and topics. First is going to be the Dixie Assembly and some controversies that have happened over the last seems 48 hours in the Assembly. And then we're going to transition into more of a general discussion on the presidential race and how everything stands with that. So let's just dive on in. Starting with Dixie, the Dixie Assembly, they, um, I mean, I guess it's basically the PACE Act is what was originally an issue.
1: Um, yeah, so Dixie, it's not exactly clear what happened there. It seems a few days ago, um, uh, I believe it was Speaker Pro Poor Drunk introduced the PACE Act to the floor. Um, he, he dropped it into the hopper. Yeah. Uh, and this was about two weeks before the election. Um, and it sat there for a couple days before, uh, right after passing a coronavirus bill through debate, ending debate on that, uh, the m- members of the assembly, several of them, motioned to suspend their rules and bring the PACE Act to the floor immediately. Um, Assemblyman Palaman was quite mad about this because there was a provision of the coronavirus bill that was left out um, because of time limits on debate, and he wanted to go ahead and pass that in a second bill. And so that led to a large debate on the floor, um, which resulted in uh, the Assembly eventually tabling the bill. Um, When the Assembly tabled the bill, uh, every single presidential candidate at the time um, condemned the attempt to pass the bill. They said it was too close to the election. Um, and then about two hours after that, uh, the members of the assembly decided that they didn't like their decision to table the bill, and so they removed it from the table and decided to start debating it again. And the debate lasted three minutes before they closed the debate and sent it off for a vote. So there was... Um, Uh, quite a few people commenting on this situation and it's 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 been on the top of the news the Dixie Post had a very good write-up on uh, the the story behind it if you're interested in reading more in depth but that's the situation in Dixie
0: yeah and it appears that this was sort of a a misstep by members of the Dixie Assembly to try and align you know now Dixie is the only only place in the union that has a winner-take-all system with uh, D.C. just recently going to proportional. So it seems like this definitely was their plan to do for quite some time, but they just had very, very bad timing um, when it came to... Uh, I mean, not only int- finally introducing it, I mean, just finally just submitting it to the Bill Hopper, let alone introducing it to the Assembly, and how, you know, and and, and trying to get it passed. And so I think um Dixie will be a proportional system come the next presidential election it's
1: you know it's not going to be won this this cycle yeah and it seems Dixie just can't make up their mind about this um they passed an act very similar to the PACE Act I believe it was last November which made the state proportional um this was after the November presidential election uh and then in uh, March, during the presidential election, it was proportional there. And then just last month, they passed the Year Act, which revoked the previous act and turned Dixie back to a winner-take-all. Now, just a month later, they are trying to reverse that bill. So it seems like Dixie is playing a bit of a, uh, a flip-flop game. They're not ex- sure exactly what system they like, and it keeps changing. So we'll have to see where Dixie ends up. Maybe not even just next month, but where where exactly they are in three months or five months. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It it seems, I don't think, Dixie's not alone in in having a history of of changing its electoral college sort of, I guess you would say, rules and regulations and how it it goes about um, administering its electoral votes. Uh, The North has kind of changed it here and there sometimes, mainly you know, making it tied to the popular vote, um, of the entire nation is how it'll allocate rather than just the state, as mainly sort of what the North foot flopped on. I don't believe the North was ever, to my knowledge and to my recollection, fully a winner take all system. I believe it was always proportional, but it was just a matter of how those votes those votes were determined, whether it was state specific results or um, an attempt to basically uh, do a national popular vote compact um, and do it all based on the national uh, vote rather than the state's vote. So, and there's that. And then I, you know, the, the assembly, again, like I said, it was bad timing. The <laughs> I don't understand why Lieutenant Governor, our fellow contributor to the public record, was very adamant to think that Dixie was going to be proportional I mean, he's listed as a co-author of the Pace Act, so it sounds as though he thinks that his governor was going to sign it or had some intention of giving it the chance for an assembly with a veto-proof majority to uh, get it passed, even though that governor was a sponsor or a co-author, I uh, forget which, of the ERA
1: Act, which revoked the yeah, winner uh, The other so was interesting... In- Sorry. No, go ahead. The other interesting thing was, like you said, how late um, they voted on it. They do have a veto-proof majority. And so if the governor were to veto it, they would be able to to override it. But the case Act was introduced so late that the provision of the Dixie Constitution um, about vetoes would actually let the governor delay signing or vetoing the bill until after the election Um, he's got 10 days to sign or veto a bill before it's automatically enacted and the pace act wasn't even brought to the floor until eight days before the election so it just seems like very poor timing on the assembly's part
0: yeah i think they definitely they dropped the ball and sort of miscalculated things and forgot that they that there was that time limit and i think they I think they were sort of just a little
1: bit um, forgetful on that, on that end. Um, And and then one of the things that really made the PACE Act political poison was a comment by Assemblyman Ethan on the floor while they were debating the act. Um, uh, Assemblyman Polyman had uh, suggested that it be sent to a referendum and let the people decide. And Assemblyman Ethan responded that, quote, we don't have to make it a referendum because you guys are in the minority. We have power right now. We are using it. And this comment drew a lot of pushback um, from pol- prominent politicians across the political spectrum. I believe Senator Trash um, from the People's Liberation Socialist Party, I could be getting that name wrong, uh, put out a very long statement condemning it and saying that we shouldn't do this. So it's, it's very interesting to see how even with a veto-proof majority, you can really condemn your bill by your own words. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that was very much not okay for that member to say that and it really, it's sad because I think certain members of the assembly didn't have that intention and it just sadly paints the um, at least the, the fellow members of his own party or the sort of the leftist members which would include Joe God from the Socialist Party in that group that they all were doing this as a power grab Um, and I think it's it's sad that it looks like that but you know I don't, I always like to give at least some benefit of the doubt, but when it comes especially to that specific assemblyman, I think his intentions were made well known. Um, But the other assemblymen, I think, um, are not to be blamed for the comments or actions of someone else, of their own party and their own assembly. It's, It's sad. It's sad to see him say that, but it's also we shouldn't be painting fellow members of a party on the actions of another, as long as they come out and condemn them and, you know, and tell them publicly saying that that was wrong for them to say, I don't think it's much credible to try and paint the entire, you know, that entire caucus and the, and that assembly as power grabbing, um,
1: well, the PACE Act is currently being voted on by the Assembly. Um, it's been up for a vote for about three hours at the time of their recording, and only two members of the Assembly have actually voted yet so far, Assemblyman Ethan and Assemblyman Kevin Murphy. They vote, both voted in the affirmative. Um, I wonder if we'll see uh, Speaker Pro Tempor – well, technically he's currently acting Speaker Drunk, yeah. as well as um, Assemblyman Joe Good. We'll see if they support the bill. And we'll see if the right wing caucus of Mike Smith and Palaman um continue opposing the bill or if they vote for it while it's on the floor.
0: Yeah, and I think it's I think the idea that it, it should go into effect this election, um, is, is reason would be reason to vote it down, but because it's as long as the governor waits until the election starts to sign the bill, it won't go into effect. At, at least I believe so. Um he can you know, it's it's today being the first, he has, I think the, the governor has enough time to sit on the bill, either sign it or veto it if he wants to. And then the assembly override the veto and it won't affect, it's not going to affect this election. So I think now it's more not an argument against this can't go into effect this election because it's just so close to the election. But now the argument needs to be well, do we want to have a proportional system in Dixie come uh, four months from now? Is the re is it should be the rationale for voting against or for the bill? I think since the since the window of it happening this election has closed, um, there, that I think that argument is is gone, um, and and
1: not a a reason to vote it down. And perhaps they might just end up voting nay just on principle because of all the controversy this bill has caused and
0: I, I think that's I think that's possible and I think that's valid, but I also think that the members who are voting for it now especially that like there's no possibility for it to even go into effect now it's that this is the type of system that they think is right for this for the state of Dixie and so you know it's not going to happen this cycle but Maybe it's one they would see for the next cycle. And again, this is only an assembly that's going to be in office for another month. And then there would be at least two more assemblies present and at least another governor before the next presidential election. So who knows what system the state of Dixie is going to have for the Electoral College come the next presidential election.
1: It's up in the air right now.
0: Very true. And that was our recap of the Dixie Assembly and the happenings with the PACE Act. And our next episode is a segment from my talks with Jed concerning the presidential election, specifically the Electoral College, how that's going to look out, how that's going to pan out, and sort of our general predictions and views on how that's going to end up. So stay tuned for the next episode of The Snapshot with Thanos May.